Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast. Today is our monthly segment on big business advice for small business owners. Our guest is Ginger Siegel, North American small business lead at MasterCard International and someone who has spent the better part of her career helping business owners navigate the many twists and turns on the road to success. And I'm excited because I've interacted with Ginger over the years and uh, attended her events and participated in MasterCard events. And she truly is one of the great champions for small businesses and, and somebody who walks the talk. So we're excited to have you on the Small Business Podcast. Welcome, Ginger. Thank you, Brian. I'm really looking forward to our conversation and congratulations on all the great your great work that you do as well. It's really amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? It's a, it's a it's a fun thing that we get to do every day, isn't it? It's a labor of love, I like to say. Um, and you've got to have it in your blood. And um, I tell people that if you really care about small business, then you're renamed a small business zealot because that's how you have to wake up in the morning. Absolutely. I, I love to to wake up and say, wow, I just I can't wait to see what's in store. You know, what business owners I get to talk to, what business experts and people who are working with and to help small business owners. So uh, every day brings something new. I so, agree. All right. Let's get into it. You just might be one of the busiest champions, as I mentioned, for small business owners on the planet. Uh, I, you know, MasterCard is cons. I see him constantly, you know, partnering with small business organizations, supporting small business events, and you know, even kind of evaluating the small business ecosystem to figure out, you know, what what you want to give small business owners next in terms of tools and resources that they need to thrive. It seems like every month it's something new. So I guess my first question is, how do you put it all together? Well, yeah, it's a great question. And yes, I do get tired. I, I am pretty busy. But, you know, Brian, the, the point you brought up about being one of the busiest champions, the reason I can do that is because of MasterCard. Um, I have worked for a number of companies in my career. And if you do not have the support from the top of the house, it just doesn't work. And that's what we have here. I mean, for example, over the past two years, we've actually committed not just verbiage, but time, resources, and funding. And we've actually worked to bring 50 million small and medium-sized businesses into the digital economy. And one of the things I'm most proud of is the work that we've done to help 25 million you know, women entrepreneurs grow their mm. businesses. And although COVID was a horrible thing, it actually turned out to be a good thing for small businesses because it has raised the awareness and put the wind at their backs. And I think one of the unique things that we've done at MasterCard and kind of how we've put this together is that we do not believe if you build it, they will come. Mm. The strategy that we have built is really grounded in insights. We take a needs-based, consumer-centric approach we do very, very deep research mm -hmm. on what small businesses are thinking, feeling, how they're acting. And only then, 
after we know these needs and pain points, are we able to really bring together the kinds of solutions that will solve these pain points? And I think that's a really important point because very often the ecosystem might do product pushing or assume they know what small businesses need. But you know this, Brian, from the work that you do. You really have to get into their heads. So we look at things like access to capital, Mm. need for that. Cash flow management is a big one. And how do we really build partnerships throughout the ecosystem, as we were talking about before, to actually help small businesses to get to where they need to go? And so just one real quick example is the work we do with Hello Alice. Um, So Hello Alice is a phenomenal partner who has really taken a strong approach on what they call the new majority, which Mm -hmm. are really focusing on underserved segments, female LGBTQ, Hispanic, um, veterans. And so we love working with Hello Alice because they have constant communication and insights that they gather from their community. And really exciting news for them, they hit a million um, small businesses that are within their community this wow. year, which is wow. it's, it's it's super impressive. And, you know, again, our new program that we have worked on to focus on access to capital is a huge pain point that we hear about from the community. And so we partner with organizations that can solve that. Um, the other quick thing I'll say is we align what we're doing with small business to our corporate priorities. And that's made it really easy for us to get to where we need to go. So for example, you know, our three key priorities at MasterCard are working on payments, working on services, and then really working on new networks. So for example, with payments, you think about the gig economy. We have a strong focus on the creator economy. Mm-hmm. And you look at wage disbursements through our program Send, which helps them get their money in quicker. And that is a true contributor to decreasing the amount of time that it takes them to drive cash flow management. Um, the second thing is services. You know, Brian, one of the things that keeps me up at night is cyber attacks. Oh yeah. Over you know over 50% of all cyber attacks are happening on small businesses today and the cost of this could be between 100 to $200,000. So our Mastercard Trust Center was built specifically to provide access to things like, you know, cyber solutions like assessing a website, my cyber risk, really monitoring the dark web for bad actors who might be attacking small businesses. Um, We've also introduced cyber insurance for ransomware. And so we have brought these things to the table through things like Digital Doors and our Strivers Initiative. And because of that, we've been able to equip thousands of small businesses with these tools. Um, And then new networks is another big one. And then I'll, I'll pause One of the things we've seen in Access to Capital is how can MasterCard put the wind at the back of our customers to help them drive more capital into the small business economy? Mm -hmm. So through things like open banking and our Finicity organization, we can actually add value to the underwriting process and we can add new pieces of data and insights to help small businesses apply for loans, for example. So those are just kind of three really quick examples of how we've aligned what we're doing 
to our corporate uh, initiatives and how it all fits so well together to serve small business. Did I mention, by the way, that you're the busiest champion <laughs> on the planet? That's what, that's what I'm talking about. You should have you should have like a a hotel or an accelerator right next to your building, you know, at Mastercard, and small business owners can just check in, learn everything they possibly can, and then they can check out. You know, it, I, I I really like that idea, and it's so funny that you said that because I I get asked so much to um to mentor. Um, a lot of small businesses. And obviously there's what, 32 and a half million small yeah. businesses, but that's really why we've built things like digital doors mm-hmm. because we can't be in front of everybody. And so we want to bring in these educational resources. We want to help small businesses get online. I mean, through digital doors alone, we've helped over 20,000 small businesses across 10 cities and we're expanding even beyond that. So digital doors kind of stretches me, it stretches the people on my team. Um, and it allows things like our digital readiness. It's a test to help small businesses assess where they are. So mm. because we can't talk to every single one, yeah. um, we have these programs that really allow them to do that. And then also through our Strivers Initiative, um, which has really been developed to help Black female entrepreneurs digitize a lot of their businesses. Mm. These are all things that kind of build on and help us scale our touch points for small businesses. And, and the beauty of where we are today, you know, with the fact that so many businesses now embrace uh, the 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 digital landscape, you know, they're on social media now. They have to be you know, small business owners. And now they're realizing the wealth of information and, and programs that they can view and listen to and read on demand. So, you know, if they're not able to attend like that Hello Alice event that you mentioned, you know, in person, they're able to, you know, uh, learn about it online on your website or on their website. But but you mentioned the the Hello Alice. So I'd like to talk to you about that. You know, I know that you you spoke there about access to capital and I love the work that you do. You know, I I, I consider myself to be a champion of women business owners, minority business owners, because I've seen firsthand how, um, you know, the pandemic basically shut down about 40 percent of black owned businesses. I mean, when I first heard that, um, my friend and you may know her, Jill Johnson, who's the uh, CEO of the Institute for Entrepreneurial Leadership. She does amazing work with black owned and women of color owned businesses. But she said that to me in a past podcast and, and literally my jaw dropped. And I thought, how how do we as a, as a country and as an economy today allow 40 percent of a segment of small businesses to go out of business? So thank you for the work that you do there for not only black owned, women of color owned, but all women owned businesses. So you you speak about uh, access to capital at the at the Hello Alice Summit in New York City. And I know that that a lot of the women business owners I talk to, that is their number one challenge is access to capital. Um, and so as you speak to them, what advice are you giving them about it and, and about funding their businesses? And and in addition to that, what are some of the other challenges that you're hearing them face? Because in this segment, what we're trying to do is take your wisdom, your knowledge and and apply it to the women and all business owners who are listening. No, I think it's a really good point. And I do want to double click on something that you said. Look, COVID 
annihilated so many small businesses. Mm. 45% of small businesses closed. But if you were a Black-owned business, anywhere between 45 and 50% of you closed. And if you were a female Black-owned business, between 50 and 60% of you closed. So- it, it it's it's it was heartbreaking and unfortunately what covid did is exposed the gaps with dealing with these kinds of businesses you know yeah. what we call the new majority you know women people of color you know veterans lgbtq you know small business owners that have disabilities and we know that they all face persistent and glaring disparities um so if you look at the consequences of the pandemic and then you in you add that into a lot of the increasing demands for some of the racial justice that's been out there very much put a harsh spotlight on this. So mm-hmm. the reality is, and it's it's a really sad thing to say, but I say it a lot, is that the U.S. financial system has, has really systemically disadvantaged and excluded some of these Black communities throughout mm-hmm. our, our history as a country. Um, and just speaking a little bit, you know, something that I always want people to remember, small businesses are also consumers. They are people. And so if you look at a typical black family in America, they have one tenth of the wealth of the typical white family. And nearly half of black households are unbanked or underbanked. And if you look at this, we know that that completely stretches over into black small business owners because historically they've had a much greater limited access to capital and also bank loans. And, you know, we've seen things like predatory credit policies and, and also the lack of banking relationships. So what's really important is the, the causes for this wealth gap are very complex, Mm -hmm. but things like home ownership, you know, formalizing banking, you know, employer discrimination. This is all really contributing to what these individuals feel as consumers and impacts their ability to start and grow businesses. So, you know, we think getting access to capital is is really the most pressing need. And a couple stats for you that are kind of scary. Um, 70% of women-owned small businesses with credit needs are actually underserved or unserved altogether. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about what we need to do to help this, there's a couple things. We want to help them to operate in an efficient way. They right. don't have a lot of resources. They don't have chief marketing officers, chief risk officers. And we do that by providing them with these tools like digital doors, like helping them to digitize their business so they have a multi-channel way to reach their customers, helping them with cash flow management, and then partnering with organizations like Axion that's on our Digital Doors program. So, yeah, it's it's super important. And, you know, Hello Alice, as you mentioned, provides a lot of equitable access to capital. A very exciting thing we did this past year We actually partnered with Hello Alice and First National Bank of Omaha to launch a a card called the Hello Alice Business Equitable Access Credit Card, and it's a five-year partnership. And we're going to offer a credit-building credit card. It's actually been launched that is going to help owners that have poor or thin credit histories, and it's going to provide them with full card benefits while they improve their credit. And then within six to nine, six to nine months with on-time repayment, 
they will then be graduated to a traditional credit card. And we're really excited. One of our first partners is with NAACP. That's Mm -hmm. a really close partner with Hello Alice. And, you know, we're not just doing that, but we're raising capital for a credit catalyst fund. This is a $70 million grant fund that's going to actually provide some credit enhancements for some of these high potential, but, you know, credit challenge businesses. And we think that by 2025, the 70 million in grants could unlock up up to a billion in credit. um, So are those grants... Are those grants that are going to be coming out in 2023, are they out right now? Yeah. So some of these grants are starting now. In fact, Hello Alice has started having real success with some very, very big bank names that are contributing Mm -hmm. a lot of this capital to actually help secure some of these cards and give people an opportunity to to learn to stand on their own two feet. Um, And so, again, this is really about partners and shared values. Look, I wouldn't be on this podcast with you today if you didn't care about this. And hello, Alice and MasterCard partner to really create this more inclusive economy. But we know that we can't do it alone. Well, I'm going to what I want to do is and I'll get the um, uh, the URLs from you. So we'll put them on our resource page with this podcast and we'll promote that. So, you know, he click here to get you know access to register for the card that you mentioned click here to learn more about grant opportunities. You know, I love that. And I love the fact that they get access to full benefits while they're building their credit, but it, it requires them to make the, you know, the steps to do it. And that's the, sometimes the hardest part because you talk to people in underserved communities and they say, why bother? You know, why bother? Because it hasn't worked out in the past. What's Why would I think it would work out now? And, and they have to understand that these are resources that can definitely help them. And in many cases, there is either no cost or low cost to a lot of the uh, offerings, the content offerings, the marketing, the networking, right, to to these businesses to help them run better, more efficient businesses. Yeah. And and I'll give you an example. About three weeks ago, I was at a big event with Hello Alice where they brought in, there were hundreds of business owners together. And many of these business owners came to me and told me about their experience with Hello Alice, their experience with education, um, their, their experience with the ability to learn without having to hire very expensive consultants. And so I think that's, you said something truly important. You can't, bring assistance to this community and do it in a way that's going to put them in harm's way as far as the cost, um, the impact to their running their business because they're time starved. So I think it's all really important. And again, MasterCard can't do it alone. We can Mm -hmm. do a lot, but we have to partner with those like-minded people. I love it. I love it. It's funny. I, I mentioned Jill Johnson uh, previously. I, I do some volunteer work for her. I'll, I'll mentor some uh, businesses that uh, are part of her constituency. And there's a great company that um, I won't name, but I spoke with the business owner about it. And she was struggling. She was trying to do, uh, she was in the retail space and she was offering, you know, 10 different programs that she felt like she needed to roll out in order to be competitive in the marketplace. And I said to her, you know, what you're doing basically is you're tying up your capital because you need to buy products for 10 different, um, you know, areas that you want to cover. 
I said, you, you have two products that clearly are your best sellers. I would put all your money into those best sellers because the turnaround on capital, it's not going to tie it up. You're not going to tie up in, in inventory for 60, 90, 120 days. This stuff moves as, as soon as you get it in your store, it's gone. And so that turnaround and, and, you know, that's a lot more money back into your business a lot quicker. I said for 2023, two products, you build your brand, you build your business and you do it all while you're cash flow positive. And what's amazing about that is that was probably 30 minutes of my time. It didn't cost her anything and it probably made her business like that much more viable next year. Now she's got a foundation from which to work on. I also talked to her about the importance of referral. You know, get on social media, use it as a dialogue, not a monologue, but 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 get referrals. Don't be afraid to ask people to refer business to you because that's how it works. You know, I love what you said because it just reminds me of something else, but you brought up prioritization. Hmm. Very often small business owners don't know where to begin. And they think that if they spread their net really far, then they're going to get a lot of stuff in the net. And that's not really true. And it's really interesting. Um, We have a small business ambassador that was actually an Olympic runner. And we did some work with her during our work that we just did with the uh, New York City Marathon. And it's really interesting. This is a very successful person who's parlayed her sports career into movies and all of these things. And, you know, her and her advisor reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and they said, we're doing so many things and we really haven't brought them together. And so I'm actually doing some mentoring for her, but you really nailed it, which is helping small businesses to understand that more is not necessarily better. Mm-mm. They have to prioritize. They have to understand that they have limited resources. They have limited time. And in addition to access to capital, time management is one of the biggest things that we hear from them. Yes. And so, you know, kudos to you for that that very tight tactical advice. That's what these people need. And there isn't a lot in the community. And that's why when we have our Digital Doors curriculum, And we also partner with organizations to do that. We want to make sure it's timely. We want to make sure it's specific. And we Mm -hmm. want to make sure it's simple because otherwise they get very overwhelmed. So I I, kudos to you on your advice. I think it makes perfect sense. Uh, I'm creating the little ripples over here. I love to watch you and Hello Alice and some of your other partners create the much bigger ripples because I'm able I I create win-wins. I'm like, oh, you should check out what MasterCard's doing, what Hello Alice. And by introducing them to it, it you know, it makes me look good. So thank you for that. <laughs> you make yourself look good, Brian. You don't oh, need us for that. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. I appreciate you. All right. So I want to I want to switch gears because I love this program that you did this past summer. Um, it was the small biz cup contest that you did. Um and the the I love this woman. Uh, her name I think was Amanda Kinsey from Amanda's Barbecue. It was in Atlanta, and she was part of this contest presented by Mastercard. She got ten thousand dollars, but she also got financial resources, mentorship, and access to the digital tools that you're talking about. I and I, I read it all on. I think I read it on your website, but then I read it on LinkedIn. What what was her response to winning? 
Oh my God. This was so cool. First of all, it was really cool. Cause I love barbecue and I got yeah. to eat her barbecue and it was yeah. like crazy ridiculous. But first of all, I'm not a golfer. My mm-hmm. husband is. So first of all, he was so jealous. That was like the best part of it. Yeah. Um, Here's what was so cool about it. MasterCard did a most amazing job of not just bringing these people there and handing them a check. We actually set up pop-up stores for them. Mm. And the most amazing thing that I experienced was standing there and watching the lines of people, including golfers, that came to eat her barbecue. And it was such an amazing experience to watch these lines form but also to watch her ability in one event to show what she was all about. You saw her cooking in the back. You saw the big grill that she had. And one of the best things we do are things like this. And MasterCard has really invested some tremendous resources into how we use our sponsorships like golf, how we use our sponsorships, for example, with Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, we had small business winners throughout the first pitch at the All-Star Game. Um, we had small business uh, winners of our grants throughout the first pitch at the Yankees' first divisional game. Yeah. We had small business owners getting to sit and chat with CC Sabathia. So whether it's golf, watching Amanda's, And listening to Amanda's response to these accolades and to how this has pushed her brand. She was on the Golf Channel. I mean, you know, in an interview. So it's it's really probably my most favorite thing to do. Um, We have golf sponsorships. New York City Marathon was very focused on small businesses along the route. Mm -hmm. Um, Major League Baseball, I mentioned, with with a lot of our teams that we work with, like the Yankees and the Red Sox. It was truly amazing. And she was crying. She was yeah. in tears because she couldn't believe that not only did she get this check, but she had people that were caring about her business and helping her. It brings it to life, which is what I love. But I have a more important question for you now. Because you, I've interviewed you now for my podcast, that doesn't disqualify me from throwing out the first pitch anywhere, does it? Not necessarily, Brian, <laughs> and you never know because remember, you are a business, right? You of are a small business, and you never know how these things work. All right, all um, right. you know, but but you'd have to practice a little. That's all. <laughs> I was a first baseman. That was my problem. I'm a I'm a lefty first baseman. I used to hit the ball a mile, but yeah, pitching was not my forte. I honestly, in a minor league game, uh, I hit six batters in a row. When I was 12 years old and my dad said, yeah, you're not going to pitch anymore. You're going to play first base. That's a true story. <laughs> no, well, we had one of our businesses, one of my favorite businesses, Sal, Sal Cacao in uh, in uh, the Bronx area. Um, they won one of our contests with the Yankees and he got to throw out the, the first uh. pitch. And it was crazy. Like he was so nervous and his business is run with him and his two brothers. Oh my and God. the and they were with us in, in the box, meeting yeah. all these people, getting pictures with just amazing people. And um, he did a really good job, by the way, throwing out the first pitch. Yeah. You know what? And that really is like a culmination of all of the, the hard work that you do and that MasterCard does you know, putting these contests and programs together, being able to offer 
small business owners the advice and mentorship that you do. Again, no cost, low cost opportunities to build credit, to learn about access to capital and and other areas of their business that can help them grow. I think this this whole segment, big business advice to small business, you live that every single day. And so let, let me let me just now kind of bring it. We're kind of in the home stretch, but um, we have the holidays upcoming. This this will go out uh, with a you know we're halfway through the holiday season by the time this comes out. What advice would you give to business retailers, e-commerce shops, not not only who are trying to avoid the obstacles, but but try and make the most of every day? You know, not only in the holiday season, which is obviously there's a tremendous focus because every single day counts. But, you know, even going forward into 2023, you know, what what do you tell them when they say, what's the what's the best thing I should do? What do you see out there that works? Yeah, so it, it's a great question. And let me touch on your first part of your question, which is with the holiday season. Yeah. And I, I cannot impress enough upon all of your listeners that we feel a very strong obligation to help drive the digital economy for mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. This is not a one and done. This is equality, yeah. regardless of who you are, what you look like, where you live. Yeah. We want to create that digital economy. However, we also want to make sure that people understand that for the holiday season, a small business has to be able to reach their customer where they want to be reached. Mm-hmm. And we really believe in a multi-channel approach. So you might have a physical storefront but you also need a website. And we mm-hmm. know that when COVID hit, um, about about a third or 10 million small businesses did not have a website. Yes. And so we believe, but with this growth in digitization comes more and more bad actors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I've had conversations with our head of our, you know, security and cyber unit. And one of the things that we hear is that people think bad actors are going after the big companies, not but they're all. like, nope you know what, let's go where they don't have protection. And so we really believe that making sure your business is protected and we have fantastic cyber resources, like on our credit card, we have ID theft protection, which will actually monitor the dark web. Mm -hmm. So I I do want to say that throughout the holiday season, this is where things get worse, where people are busy, they lose sight, they lose focus, and people will take advantage of that. And So we want to make sure that people think about the tools and resources that they're going to need to actually protect themselves. And we try to do that and support them. The other thing that I I always believe around the holiday season is even though it's really busy, take some downtime to plan for next year. Mm-hmm. We, You really have to understand the state of your business currently if you're going to decide where you're going to go in the future. Um, for example, on Digital Doors, we have a free small business digital readiness diagnostic test. It's a free tool. It's got 17 questions, and it will actually go through different pieces of a small business's strategy to understand their strength, strengths and weaknesses across their overarching strategy, across their knowledge, their financial acumen, 
Um, and, and more importantly, we'll talk about where they are with safety and security. So we think that it's important to take the time, look at the curriculum that's out there for you, that's put out there free yeah. and take a breath. Um, so I would say that's something specifically to the holiday season. But you also asked me about 2023. And here's the things that I'm thinking about. 2023, it is not going to change. Small businesses are going to continue to need access to capital. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about inflationary pressures, and these hit small businesses really hard mm-hmm. because they get a double whammy. As yeah. a consumer, their prices are going up when they go to the grocery store. And as a small business, their prices are going up if they own a restaurant, food prices, labor, things like that. So that's number one. The other couple trends are, and I mentioned to this, is cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. There is going to be a continued push in 2023 for the need to digitize. And it's not just digitizing your website but it's digitizing your capability to accept payments quicker. Yeah. Um, you know, making sure that you are able to accept payments online in a safe way. And so this, this safety piece runs through everything. Um, I mentioned inflation. It's something that we have to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're seeing some, some numbers coming down a little bit, uh, which is a bit encouraging, some oil prices, some gas prices. So again, we have our MasterCard Economics Institute study that just came out this morning at 6 a.m. Um, and I would encourage small businesses to bring themselves up to a little higher level and mm-hmm. understand the economic environment in which they are operating super important and easy to get just focused on your business. And then the last thing I'll say is in 2023, we see that consumers are going to continue to operate in some of the new ways that was caused by the pandemic. Um, 76% of consumers had switched to online shopping. We Mm -hmm. think that's going to continue. So again, if you're a small business, meet your customers where they want you to meet them, not where you want to be. And so those are a couple of trends, Brian, that I I think are really important for people to consider um, for next year. I think that's fantastic advice because it's amazing how even through the pandemic, the small business owners were resistant to digitizing their business. And and uh, I'll never forget, we we had a, uh, I had a magazine when I had my own publishing company called Urban Success for inner city entrepreneurs. And uh, it was, I had done a lot of work with an organization called ICIC up in Boston, uh, Initiative for Competitive Inner Cities. And it gave me the idea to launch this magazine. And with that, I launched a boot camp in New Jersey, in an inner city. It was a 12-week course. And it was great. I was the only white person in this uh, Mount Olive Baptist church. And I said, I'll do this every Monday for 12 weeks. And um, But as, as long as you come, if you don't come, I'm done. Well, I had I had the most amazing students in this class and one of them was a woman who owned a restaurant. I, I said, by all measures, it looks like your res- restaurant is, you know, you're always sold out that, you know, everybody loves it. And she said, yeah, that's for people in my community. How do I get yeah. you to come to my restaurant? And this is back in 2005. And I hadn't really, you know, obviously I, I said, oh, you should go online and maybe I can find it online. But I want to go back to that woman today and say, I hope you've taken advantage of all of the digital opportunities there are to let people like me know that you can expand your community. Like you are 20 minutes from my house. 
You know, I, that's an easy no brainer. And if I read about how great your food is and, and you know, your Sunday gospel brunch, I'm there. I, I would do that in a heartbeat. And, and that's how you reach me to get me to go to your restaurant. Word of mouth is great, but also the digital tools that allow you to expand your footprint. Yeah. And I think I think that's what, such great advice, Brian, that you really gave her, because people don't understand the power of digital and they mm-hmm. don't understand the reach of digital and what they don't understand the power of social media. And so, you know, if you, you know, people go on some of our resources um, we have curriculum on social media, search engine optimization. Um, and so your advice is so critical because it broadens the reach so far beyond your storefront and the few blocks that you might be around. And right. I think that's like super, super critical. And I know I've been talking a lot about you know, digital doors and, and, you know, I know you're going to be, um, you know, providing people, you know, some of our links and, and, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I would suggest to people is go to mastercard.com backslash small biz. And we're going to have a lot of information on there on our strivers initiative, which has been extremely important to our, um, our assistance in, in growing underserved uh, businesses, um, you know, as well as just a lot of these tools and resources about digital doors. So, and, and again, a lot of this is free to them. And a lot of this is provided because we truly believe that in our ecosystem, we have to support small businesses versus just selling them stuff. Yeah. And, and we we're really committed to that. Well, even selfishly, even if you wanted to sell them stuff, you want to make sure they're in business for a long time so right. you could sell them more stuff. You know, that's OK. That's OK that you think that way. And and that's why I, you know, I but I love to see it as a win win. You know, there's nothing wrong with saying, look, I'm going to make sure you stay in business for a long time so I can sell you a lot of stuff. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's I, I, okay. like that. <laughs> I like yeah. that. I like that. Yeah. So, so if you do well, I do well. And that's, that's, that's a great, that's a great approach. There's nothing wrong with that. I think Michael Porter called that creating shared value. I right? love it. Oh, and, I love that. Oh, it's a whole, a whole paper that he did that, which is brilliant. And it was all about uh, underserved communities, about going in there and and saying, there's nothing wrong with turning a profit in an underserved community, as long as you're bringing something to the community. Okay. That's the shared value that you are going to be get, you will be able to get stuff for lower costs. You'll have better access to better products and services. You know, I remember I've done stuff over the years. I remember a, a gentleman I was on a panel with uh, opened up a uh, a wine store in Harlem. He said he got tired of walking 35 blocks to find a good bottle of wine. And now I can't remember what the wine store is called, but it, it's a huge wine store and uh, half of his imp ports come from Africa. They're African wow. wineries and uh, he imports them and he highlights you know, black owned um, wine stores. So, you know, that that's and, and obviously he makes a profit, but he's able to introduce all these great wines to people in his area that normally wouldn't have access to it. No, I mean, I love that. It's really the intersection of altruism and commercialism. And exactly. if you bring those together, it's such a, a wonderfully palatable way to really drive our overarching economy and really help people every day, which is what we learned coming out of COVID. What I like to say is it's not about small businesses surviving. 
it's about small businesses thriving. And and that's really a critical approach that we take. Well, you are a, like I said, you're a wonderful champion for small businesses. And and as a business owner, I appreciate the work that you do. I've, I've always enjoyed attending your events and watching the smiles on all of the people who not only win, but who are just there as finalists and part of this program. And and like I said, the the Amanda Kinsey's of the world, you know, who who you're able to shine a spotlight on her and put her in a place that, you know, she she crosses a threshold. She never goes back to being the business owner she was. You know, now it's okay. now it's a whole new world for her. So thank you uh, for doing that. And and please, you know, we'll we'll continue to tell the world all about the great work that Mastercard's doing because you're helping small businesses. No, and thanks, Brian, and and your advocacy and support um, for everything you do. Um, that's why we like to partner with you. We are of like mind. And so yeah. thank you for all your efforts as well. Awesome. Well, we're going to have you back on next year. I don't know when, but I'd love to have you back just to talk more about some of the programs that you've introduced for 2023. And um, we'll put all of the resources. So for everybody listening, we'll put all of the resources we discussed on the podcast today on our resource page. You can click on them. And if people have any questions or the way that they can get in touch with you, I can put that on the resource page. Yeah, that would be great. Well, Margaret and I will work together to get you the right information. And I always, um, you know, I always like to tell uh, business owners and I get a ton of them link in with me. Would love to start a yeah. partnership or relationship that way. It's uh, Ginger Siegel and um, S-I-E-G-E-L. And I learned so much from these business owners that helped me in my job. And just um, really, um, I, I love to be in their sphere. I'll yeah. leave it at that. And that's where I, I actually learn quite a bit about the stuff that you're doing is on LinkedIn. So, yeah, 100% connect with you there. Follow the MasterCard page and learn all about the the programs that they're they're introducing. That's a great way to find out about it. All right, Ginger, as always, thank you so much Thanks, uh, for Brian. being great here to today. Yes, and and to our listeners, I hope you got a ton of great advice and takeaways from our big business advice for small business owners segment today. You know, people like Ginger are a blessing to all of us. And uh, I will continue to bring like-minded sorts on future episodes. But until then, I want you to enjoy the day, make the most of it. And we'll see you next week on another episode of the Small Business Edge podcast. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bones. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts. 